0: All right. I think that's okay. Give me a little dirt bag. <coughs> Hello. Hello. It's a test. It's a test. It, 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 it it's a test. It's oh, a test. Oh, way back. <laughs> oh, huh? After I don't know. What's this? This is the uh, f- 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 do You want to tell the listeners the story before we get into the, the introductions and the hellos and the how are we's about what happened last time we were meant to record.
1: Um, oh, it could be anything. It could be any number of. Uh, oh no, what? It's it's ringing a bell. It's a double up. No, yeah. yeah. So basically, I had left work. I said, you know, big first recorder in a while. Make the drive all the way out to the sticks. It's with a bit Sean of a drive. Months. It's a bit of a drive. Um, I get Bayside
0: uh, to Melbournes beautifully.
1: <laughs> I get to uh, probably 15 minutes into the trip, past a lovely KFC on some ride right I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Mouth is watering,
1: and just send a uh, send a just a you know an awareness text to Sean. I'm on the way. Be there. Uh, be there about quarter past. And what you? And what did you say?
0: I'd completely forgotten about it <laughs> and wasn't at home.
1: So, you know, I'd, I'd finished some assignments, got everything out of the way to make sure I can the, record on this night.
0: You know, the fun thing too was, as bad as I felt about it, and I did, was that uh, I think we went into lockdown like four days later.
1: Yeah. So then it was, and I refused, uh, outright refused to, uh, to go over Zoom.
0: The Zoom records Zoom,
1: crap. FaceTime, whatever you want to call it. So here we are. We're back. 17 months later. We're back. This um, is the <laughs> tri-yearly watch list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is good to be back, Will. How have yes. you been? Yes, been good, been good. Uh, finished uni last week. Um, for good? Uh, yes, for good. All done. Oh. Wait, waiting for and one assignment to be marked and then...
0: Because you had that misadventure earlier in the year where you thought you were finished. I did. But you were actually um, but now
1: I'm full good, done, unless they spring another unit on me. <laughs> I, I have to do, but...
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm, Will, we were just auditing your account. We realised you've actually only completed two units. Yes,
1: but I am... Um, I, as far as I'm aware, at this point in time, I am fully completed. I'm a functioning member of society. Mm-hmm. Um, got a new job, left to retail. Um, suffering from serious imposter syndrome at the moment. Don't know what that is. Just, you know, when you start a new job and you feel like you shouldn't be doing the job because you're like, what is, what is all this? But mm-hmm. it's just really, you know, overthinking. And things. you don't know anyone. Exactly. It's a small business, so it's like the boss and me.
0: You don't have the in-jokes. You yes. Don't have the yes. The, so camaraderie. the
1: only thing I've got going for me is Essendon. Uh, Supportership Supportership, is that a word? It is Supportership A pair Um, of scumbags Yeah, a couple of druggies Um, No, but uh, got a nice little work fan Sean Sean was very confused by
0: Because Will said he was going to be here at a particular time And he more or less was, that's fine But I I was sort of just looking out the window And a white high ace uh, started driving down the street And I thought, there was no reason for me to think this way That's Will (laughs) <laughs> Why would I think that's well? He's never driven that in... I've never seen him drive that in his life. I no, don't know. No. And then it turned in I thought, yeah, it's him, isn't it? And it was. Mm.
1: Mm. My uh, my trusty old Mag- Magna is now sitting down the end of the driveway.
0: Does it get much um, use at all?
1: No. I actually have to cancel the rego and the uh, insurance on it so I don't keep wasting money on that. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've, I've gone from, you know, a government teeth sucking pleb to... Functioning member of society, so
0: pay in your own way. Yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, Good yeah. Stuff.
1: Working, working full days. None of this, you know, two three hour quick uh, quick mail run. Um, I don't know who you're directing <laughs> that at. <laughs>
0: it's all my fault. People always say that Faber Noosh says this every day, and it's like, this is the man that doesn't get into the office until ten. <laughs> going, mate, I've been on the clock for four hours. I've been up for five. Going, don't hate me because I'm efficient. And I work hard, and I get the job done. <laughs> like, he's so hard up about the fact that he's got to go and sit in his little prison cell, going, that's fine, but don't take it out on me that I just get in and just fucking, I, I put the foot to the floor <laughs> from the moment I get in the joint, and that's why I can go see films at 10 o'clock in the morning.
1: <laughs> go, go with the kids.
0: There was no one there, and... Were you the only one in the cinema? No, there was um, me and four others. Was there A group of four? No there was a group of three and then another single. But the group of three, a pack of fucking farm animals <laughs> They were like, yeah, you don't fuck.: uh, Oh up. my God. They were like <laughs> laughing obnoxiously at like mildly amusing bits and, and then when the, one of them fell asleep and was snoring <laughs> at one point during the film How old were they? Oh late 20s.
1: So they could have just been some junkies.:
0: Possibly. They were very big, though.
1: Large, fat junkies.
0: It's unusual, though, isn't it, that a junkie's large? Because mm. I don't have money for food, so I'm buying, <laughs> buying <laughs> drugs. <laughs> um, but anyway, at the end, that was fine because people are rowdy and they laugh and they're allowed to do that. Yeah. But then at the end, and I'll skip to the bit. I saw Shang-Chi. Shong Chi. Shong Chi. Shong, was it Shong Chi? Shong Chi. How he said it. Yeah. So I saw that. And as I walk into in the cinema um, session at 10 o'clock, I sort of made, the, I was able to, having looked at the clock, go, I'll go there, I'll go straight there. And I need, but I needed to get, like, a drink and I needed to get yeah. something to eat and whatever. So I ended up rocking up to the actual cinema at, like, 12 past 10, 13 past 10. Didn't really bother me because trailers, I don't care. I've seen them all. doesn't matter. Yeah. But as I walk up, there's an issue with the cinema. There's an issue with the sound, apparently. Right. So the lady goes, you're actually in uh, gold class. We've moved the session to a gold class cinema. I was like, oh, cool. So it was, you know, recliner. It was quite nice. These arm animals, as I called them <laughs> earlier have completely abused that little perk. Yeah. And the mess that they left, beggared belief. I thought, even if you are usually this way inclined, yep. you have been given a pretty kind bounce on this occasion. Yeah. How about you just pack all of your shit up and put it in the bin? <laughs> there was shit everywhere. You know, on the little table? Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Packets of, like, full-size packets of chips, a 125-litre bottle of Coke.
1: Uh, those, those are the days.
0: And I'm like... Just put it in the bin. <laughs> Fuck. I actually felt like ratting them out on the way out going, those idiots have left a mess.
1: <laughs> I, I also had issues with, uh, functional issues with seeing... Oh, no. You know, movie starts, credits, lights are on.
0: No worries. It's unusual.
1: But, like, you know, sometimes, like, oh, whatever, okay. The Marvel little spinny thing starts rolling. You mm. go, Settle in, get comfy. I've missed this. One last handful of popcorn before silence. Um, light's still on. Every, you can see everyone's head's going left to right, up. What's, what's
0: like, I haven't waited four months <laughs> for this specific movie, but I've waited four months for this specific so situation.
1: The movie has, like, outright started. It's a minute, minute and a half in you got to you know, read your fucking subtitles down the bottom because it's all in Chinese. There's a moment of panic going, like, is this movie all subtitles?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this a foreign?
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, lights come on. Sorry, off after a minute and a half. End of the movie. We'll get to reviewing it later, but end of the movie. Credit scene. Credit scene. Lights stay off. Whoever was working that Thursday night shift they need at Hong They
0: need to be given a formal warning.
1: <laughs> Seriously. And it was in the night. It was like, I don't know what your village has close to you, but we have gold, normal, VMAX, and like Cinema Europa.
0: Cinema all. Europa. That's we, where the foreign movies are.
1: It's V Premium now. Oh, but anyway, we're in there. And it was premium seats. nice little. It was like almost gold class. Was um, Quasi gold class. Yeah. 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 Um, Get their
0: shit together. I mean, that's frustrating.
1: Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, again, I I haven't waited four months to see this movie, but.
0: I haven't waited four months to see this movie at (laughs) dusk.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was that. Um, Other than that, no real personal news. Um,
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, just, you know, functioning member of society.
0: That's good to know, man i I did some you know in the last couple of weeks there was some big stuff that rolled around and rolled out and probably led to be brutally honest by the uh, warner Brothers you know d c fandom mm. um I was as hard as trigonometry after watching that fucking batman trailer. <laughs> my god <laughs> Jesus Christ what rock hard. oh my rock god hard. <laughs> Gee, what a I get it if you don't have two and a half good minutes. You are in Struggle town. Yeah. But just the vibe and the feel and the atmosphere and just all of it. I was like, this is exactly what you need to do when having another go at a character we've all seen a yeah. million times. You yeah. need to do it differently. Yeah. You need to approach it differently. You need to have it be looking different, feeling different, smelling different. You have tasting different. And it has to be, I think, I think a lot of people, if the film sticks the landing... I think people will walk out and that'll completely recontextualize. I'd be
1: like, DC, let's go.
0: No, no, not even DC. They'll completely recontextualize. We've spoken in the past about <clears throat> how a really small and simple change to Spider Man was yeah. making him a kid. Yeah. And the audience probably didn't appreciate it till they saw it. The broader audience yeah. didn't appreciate it till they saw it and they went, oh, that makes sense. We love this. Wow, that's, yeah, this is quite good, isn't it? When he's. <laughs> a 16 17 year old kid they're like ah oh, that's better isn't it mm. and i think the same thing's going to be said for this when he's dark and gritty mm. and it's dangerous and it's you know the riddler is is a serial killer and it's the stakes are a bit higher and it's everyone's not quite right and it's you're really leaning into the fact that these people are damaged and the world they inhabit is not kind
1: mm. how's the bloody makeup job for the riddler
0: Paul Dano.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, um, the penguin. Penguin. Yeah, so. um,
0: Colin Farrell. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it looks great. Unreal. But it just—I think that this crimey, gritty, dark, dirty—the mm. whole thing, the yep. world, the environment—I think people are going to go, "Oh, this is like a murder thriller." Yeah. Who done it? It'll make the
1: previous Batman's look so safe.
0: It will, and at the time they were not safe. No. They were, but as we get further away from them, they just feel, to me at least, I. Batman Begins is outstanding. The Dark Knight, to me, is not quite as good mm. as Begins, the further we get away from them. Yeah. It's still fantastic. Yeah. And then The Dark Knight Rises is, it's not bad. It's got some really good bits in it, but it's not quite the other two. Mm. But when you look back at them, kind of you get further away from them, you go, geez, they were actually quite, quite safe, quite cold, yeah. very meticulous, very well done, but they aren't this, and this could be special. Yeah. Uh, the other one, of course, that came out, um, we had a bit of a look at The Flash, which, uh, Ezra Miller, do you want to close that door? It's creaking <laughs> like a barn door. Got a WD-40 it. Um, the Flash obviously came out. That's a very short look at that. That'll, that I think it's actually more like a 12 months to the day away. So, did you see that?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I've seen, I've been scrolling lots. So, the, the tease, it's obviously, lovely. is Michael Keaton Yes,
0: returns as Batman. yes. I think it's pretty clear, and I'm happy to be wrong, but I think it looks as though Ben Affleck's Batman will start the film as Batman. Yeah. Quite early in the movie, he will be either killed, sacrificing himself, or will be sucked into another dimension or he'll yeah. disappear. What we've established with The Flash is obviously he can affect and alter time. The Flash will attempt to turn back time, Yeah. and what he will do instead is tear a hole in space-time continuum yep. and that will spit him out in Michael Keaton's universe. Yes. So there's a bit a little bit like a back to the future, a little bit um, when Marty goes to look for Doc. Marty. Yep. And he goes to, you know, um, John F. Kennedy Drive and you know, who the hell is John F. Kennedy? But he goes up there to see Doc. It felt that way where Barry Allen gets spat out in this mm. place, which he obviously figures out is Gotham City. Yep. He finds Barry Allen, who's the inverse of him, who I think will be the bad guy. Yeah. And he goes, we've got to find Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. So he goes to Wayne Manor, and it's Michael Keaton. And he knows he's Batman, and he knows this and whatever. And then that will result in this Michael Keaton becoming the eldest statesman of the DC. He'll become Batman, Mm. but he'll just be an older. Yes. I am so excited about that, because for me, Keats (laughs) is just the biggest, he's Batman. Your boy. We didn't see him, but we heard him, and there was a bit of the suit was teased, and his Batmobile was teased, Mm. and... um, I've said it on the podcast before, I would lose my mind if when he gets spat out into Gotham City, it's the Anton first Gotham City from Batman 1989 with the yeah. Monarch Theatre and yeah, yeah. all that, I would lose the plot. It just feels to me like the most obvious home run to have people, particularly like my age, a little bit younger, a little bit older, just go, oh my, oh fucking they're like, here it comes, they're home. Yeah. Yeah. They're in Gotham, they're in the right Gotham City and that'd be amazing. So that looked good. Light year?
1: Uh yeah. Maybe it's my, you know, nineties kid bias, but just
0: When is this? Don't touch it. When is this set?
1: Dunno. I I, to be honest, I saw I saw the still of the of his face and said I'm not watching it. I think it looked amazing. I I haven't watched a trailer. I I'll, I will do what you have done for some of the Disney stuff. I'm not. I'm just going to try and avoid a trailer. And just going cold. And just going cold.
0: So the basic premise is very top line is that Chris Evans is voting. Is voicing Lightyear. Yeah. Who is the in this universe is the real man who the toy was based on. Yes. Who's a space explorer, and that's a pretty fun concept. I like it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, when's the movie set? Not that that's terribly important, but you're like... Because the original Toy Story was 95, and it was in that present day. Yeah, yeah. So this would have to have been a couple of years before that, but it yeah. looks pretty futuristic.
1: Because it was all like brand new and being released in the first one.
0: So. Yeah, and you're like, it's not, not a big deal, it's not a sticking point, but I love the idea, it is fun. We've spoken in the past about how they've asked Tim Allen out because they don't like the fact that he voted for Trump, and they've just replaced him with Evans, and you're like... I don't have a, a problem with that as such. I think they've handled the situation probably poorly. Yeah. And people are probably reading too much into this being its own thing because you, you couldn't do a film... It would actually wouldn't make sense for Tim Allen to voice this character.
1: No. Because I think if they're doing that, they have to do like they, you know, with that CGI stuff, kind of match the face to the voice. And the other
0: thing was like you could argue maybe the guy's done his, lent his voice to the toy and all that, yeah. but... There's plenty of times that doesn't happen. Um, Shazam, do you see that? That was the DC fandom. That was another one.
1: Uh, With the Rock. Oh, yeah. Interesting.
0: Um, Not Shazam, sorry. Black Adam. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I Shazam, knew what you were talking about.
1: Yeah, I was like, I've seen Shazam and it's not The Rock. Yeah, he's...
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I looked at that and I just went, I don't know about it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Did you see The Rock's rap song?
0: No. I won't be watching Atrocious. that. Atrocious. Yeah, I won't be watching it's that.
1: A, it's the same level as like... Vin Diesel oh.
0: rap. Vin it's, Diesel was doing soft pop. We spoke about it.
1: but Yeah, I know. But it's like, it's that, it's that same level of like, what is the, it? The Rock's rapping. Is he doing it with
0: a straight face or is it a joke?
1: It's full serious. Oh. And like TikTokers just take the absolute piss out of it. And they're like, you know, like just, it's mind blowing. Have, have a listen. How old is this? Oh, this year. Last three months. Oh. Two, two, three months. How did I miss this at all? I don't know. Maybe it just didn't cross your side of Twitter. Jesus. But, um, yeah, shocking. It's It sounds like you're listening to Moana, but then he like, breaks out. Like, he does like happy rap in Moana, and this mm. is like, it's about drive,
0: it's about power. He's just so focused, isn't he? Yeah. it's like, it's like it's about sleep in three Maybe hours. Maybe just stick to acting
1: up. and wrestling. And just leave it there. Eating 15 pancakes. Yeah.
0: Mm. Crazy man. Busy man. Busy man. Big man. Rich man. Uh, Shang Chi. That'll be our first. That's our joint pick of the week. I imagine we might have another joint pick. I don't know. We'll wait and see. we we'll am gonna play this by ear. The
1: um, <laughs> thing is, I have probably haven't written down a lot of the stuff I've watched. So therefore, are there. May there may be a joint pick that I'll go. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that. maybe. Yeah.
0: There may even be two parts to this. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the runtime. There yeah. might be two parts. Yeah. Um, Shang Chi. Yes. My top line note here, which I made while sitting in the cinema, was, I really like this movie. Until I didn't. Which is when? Well, the first 45-odd minutes are really, really good. Yes. I, I mean that seriously. Completely agree. The first 45 minutes are genuinely good. Yeah. Um, the action set piece on the bus was fantastic at the start of the movie,
1: really would you clever. I'd like to know a fun fact about that. I would. I've told this to every person that's brought up this scene. Perfect. Choreographed by an Australian parkour artist. Artist? Parkour? Like an Australian parkour Guy. champion. yeah. For some reason, I follow him on Instagram, followed him a couple of years ago, and then he posted as the movie came out, I was like, yeah, I choreographed this, and sick, I love it. It's
0: fantastic. It was a great use of the environment, really well choreographed and shot. We were in, like, not Masters, but we weren't tight, so you could follow it at all times. It was really, really well done. Um, And it was good, too, because I thought it was a show, not tell. They were showing you very early that we don't need to go through the coming-of-age origin story for this guy. This guy's already really good. He's already yeah. a great fighter. He's not living that life, but he can. he's capable.
1: Yeah, when he started doing, like, full ninja shit, I was like, oh, snap, he's already good. Yeah. Okay. So and that then, was good. And then, yeah, and then the cutting in and out of the story, uh, yeah.
0: It was a bit uh, Spider-Man 2 on the train, which was cool. Yes. Which was a fun. I don't know if that was deliberate or, or otherwise. The set piece on the scaffolding was good fun as well. Loved that. That was well done. Same yep. thing. Um Good use of the environment, well shot. I want to know who that, like, right-hand man of In the mask of the dad is. Yeah, He's dead, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but, like, I want to know. Yeah.
0: Like, I was thinking that as well. I was like, who's this guy? It's not going to be the mum, is it? I was thinking yeah. that too. And then I was like, oh, they're dead now, so. Yeah. I think they're dead. They have to be. Um, but that, that was good, and that, that came on the end of that cool, you know, Wong fighting abomination, yeah. which was classic, like, comic book cross-pollination. Yeah. He's in it for a scene. Yeah. A little bit at the end, but he's in it for a scene. It's not really important. Everyone's like, whoa! It's just a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's fun again that he's fighting the bad guy from that Incredible Hulk yeah. movie yeah. 13 years ago. <laughs> you are like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, like, the opening of the film when the father and the mother fight each other in, in the mm. garden. It was like Crouching Tiger, Hero. Yeah. That was good fun. Well done again. Good start. Um... I thought that the dynamic between Shang-Chi and Katie was good. I thought their friendship was yes, well done.
1: Yeah. She had too many jokes for me. I know she's a comedian, but she had too many jokes.
0: I don't disagree. I think they were maybe trying a little bit too hard. To, cause, and you know the weird thing is? Simu Lu, I don't know how to say his name, I apologise. Shang-Chi. Right. Shang-Chi was actually like a really good Marvel leading man. He was dashing, and he was yes. handsome, and he was um, had good uh, good charisma, yeah. and could drop the one liners here and there, and yeah. be funny and quirky. And you're like, you, ripped. but you're like, I felt like you probably would have been just as good if you had a said how many of the jokes we're giving to Katie for comedy.
1: Yeah. We could
0: actually probably give him a few more yes. and balance it out a little bit. Yeah. But um,
1: I loved the reference to um, at the end to coming home eat. Like, he's through this, like, you know, like, wild coming homie ball at the,
0: at the dragon. <laughs> I like the one where she said it. She goes, I'm like a like an Asian, she named a NASCAR driver. <laughs> yeah. goes, I don't know who that is. Yeah. That was quite good. So up until that point, yeah. up until the scaffold fight ends, yeah. I was like, this is going really well. Yeah. And then the plot started, and it just kind of slowly came undone. Mm. Not to the point that it was terrible, yeah. but it just kind of slowly... Started to just unravel a bit, yeah. lose loses momentum. They sidelined Shang Chi a bit too much. He yes. was kind of like an observer in his yeah. own film, and yeah. you were like, "No, this guy's." I can understand why you'd have misgivings. Yeah. Can this guy carry the movie? Yeah. But after the first act, you're like, "No, he can." But then th- they kind of take the movie away from him.
1: Yeah, I think the end. I think the final fight scene kind of though gives it back to him. It's like what he was. What he's doing is pretty like. You're not, you haven't really seen, I mean, you, everyone, every superhero moves a different way or whatever, but he's doing stuff that like, you know, Iron Man does. Mm.
0: Um, and he's riding like a live action Mushi yeah. from Mulan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking just 90 minutes ago, this guy was a valet, Yeah, valet parking. Yeah. Now he's riding this giant yeah. water dragon. Like
1: he always knew he was meant to do it. Like, it like, like he always knew it was coming.
0: It's like riding a bike. Yeah. Cause I can do this. Yeah. Um, At that point, it kind of just becomes like a big, silly kaiju movie, and you're sort of like, I don't know. I don't know if this would have been better served with a smaller...
1: And like, Katie being the arrow shooter, like, predictable, yes.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Did you reckon the dynamic between Shang-Chi, his sister, and the dad worked as well as they needed it to? I don't think it did. You don't don't think it worked well? I don't think it worked as well as they needed it to.
1: I liked him and his sister. Dad, it's like fucking make him evil yep. or make him
0: loving. I don't think they could decide whether they wanted him to be Darth Vader. Yeah. He's bad, but there's good in him. We yeah. can save him. He he
1: doesn't realise that this is I guess is they needed to convey the message that you and you take you take take take, you have gotta give something and the giving is his good side. And I, there's just, of you
0: know, Like it was a bit it was a bit Star Warsy I've got a point about that later. Yeah. In that in that sense of he's the good guy is he but he he's he's been bad but he wants to be good yeah. his, his wife made him good but then because she died he 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 got became you know and you're like I get it yeah but I I just got a feeling that part way through that process it was almost like they realised oh, it's a bit Darth Vader isn't it yeah this is a bit Darth Vader and Luke mm. he probably has to be bad yeah because otherwise it's just too obvious but I've got a question for you so Shang Chi gets attacked on the bus yes. For his pendant. Yeah. And then his sister gets in the scaffold and gets her pendant yeah. taken as well. Yeah. And the idea is that the dad's trying to get these jewels that their yeah. mother gave them, yeah. blah, 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 setting him up. Oh, he's bad. He's, yeah. he's gone rogue and he's out of control. And... No, well, he hasn't. Why didn't he just turn up and ask – spoilers, I've been spoiling it – but why didn't the dad just literally knock on Shang-Chi's door and say, I believe your mother is alive – I require your pendant to unveil a map to find her.
1: Because, one, that's a logical thing to do.
0: Because the movie needs tension. Exactly. And there needs to be the appearance of a bad guy and stakes. Yes. But when he just revealed himself to be quite normal and he just rocked up, I was kind of like, he literally could have just walked up and told them, this is what I think is happening. Come with me. I think your mother's alive.
1: Yeah, I guess, but the... Kids both ran away from him, so that I guess you could say that totally. that the dad needed to show, like, "Don't fucking do that! I'm going to send my people."
0: Would it have been cool? Obviously, we don't get the bus scene, which is probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, but would it have been cool if he had to just like literally rocked up on his own? You go. It would have been badass.
1: Yeah, it would have. It would have been cool, but then you don't see that. You know, he runs this ring of
0: assassins, and we don't have a movie. Yeah, I just think it's one of those classic cases of a movie kind of the plot being a particular way because they want they want some stakes they want some tension they want some danger they want an, an antagonist yeah but if they did it logically we lose all that
1: all in all though i'm happy post end game that is a, that is an origin story I'm more than happy i'm i look forward i don't know if there's going to be a second one or you know imagine so continuing ones but i look forward to him and finding out where his rings are from and all that sort of stuff.
0: It was weird, that, and again, we're, we're spoiling everything, Yeah. so just be mindful of that. Weird that Bruce Banner was Bruce Banner. Yeah. And, and not Smart Hulk.
1: Well, he knows to come in and out then. He knows to come in and out after Endgame.
0: Yeah, but I, I like the idea of him just existing as that Smart Hulk just yeah. forever, that hybrid.
1: Captain Marvel can... Get fucked. She's so annoying. <laughs> I hate
0: her. Uh, nice to see Ben Kingsley.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's funny. So, again, for those new listening, may, maybe new listeners, um, my partner, Madeline, can be, you know, in and out of movies. Um, and Sort of she, phone all the time. Yeah. So we, And, you know, we probably two years ago or well, three years ago went through the whole list of Marvel movies going through basically from Iron Man 1 we get to that and she's like who's this who's this guy I'm like Iron Man 3 the, like the one that they're trying to find and then he's not the bad person And I love it and
0: a lot of people hate it I love it
1: I, so do I. I, I I like the fact that he, like the, uh, he's got like the Liverpool scarf the whole
0: time <laughs> I just a lot of people give that Iron Man 3 the twist yeah a lot of people give it shit yeah I will defend it it'll probably be on my tombstone yeah the twist in Iron Man Three was great. Deal with it. Here lies Sean. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> so yeah, so she, she was there, going, "Who is this person? Who is this person?" I was trying to explain it to a mid movie, but I was like, "I want to watch it. I'll explain it later." We're going to watch Iron Man Three on the weekend just to refresh her memory. But I, I yeah, great inclusion. Could have ha, could have easily not been in the movie.
0: I think that. So, did you ever see All Hail the King?
1: I've watched it like when it came out.
0: So, in a clever retcon, they kind of. They kind of admitted after Iron Man 3, they were like, we're not closing the door on the Mandarin, this guy's a fraud. And the real Mandarin, who isn't strictly Tony Leung's character in Shang-Chi, but is kind of, he's the leader of the Ten Rings. um, They kind of admitted, no, no, he's not the real Mandarin, there's a real Mandarin who's out there. And they further explained that in this movie, which was good fun and a good way to kind of recognise how this organisation really exists, what it really is versus what they kind of used to say it is, yeah. without completely ruining what had come before. Um, but I just want to talk just briefly about just the big fight at the end, which is like I said, a crazy classic eastern monster movie, basically, the, the finale. Sometimes the smaller scale to be honest with you, a lot of the time the smaller scale is best. Right. So I'll give you some examples. So What action scene was better? The scene on the bus or the fight at the end? The bus. Scaffolding or the end? Scaffolding. So those aren't small scenes by any means, but the one on the bus, it's literally in a two-carriage bus. Yeah, yeah. Tight, close quarters, great choreography, like we said, fantastically well realised. Stakes are very clear, drama's very clear, danger's very clear. Feels a bit more real as well, it's a bit grittier. And I get it, it's a movie, we suspend disbelief. But just think about, so in in Star Wars, when the prequels came out, the lightsabers' fights were a, a big feature, and they were very deliberately dressed right up. Yeah. And they were very deliberately, quote-unquote, faster, yeah. yeah, more dynamic. That doesn't mean they're better. I, I would rather watch Luke versus Vader from Empire or return of the jedi Mm -hmm. where there's really clear emotional stakes emotional danger i've told the story before i remember watching empire for the first time and being utterly convinced he would die yeah and you're watching it going he can't beat this guy and the way it plays out vader's just toying with him in his one hand he's just batting him away and you're going perfect and then when they fight again luke's a little bit better and the anger gets the best of him, and he's very aggressive, and he's overpowering him, and there's that sense of remorse at the end when he realises, I've given in, I've failed, perfect. And although the fights in the prequels are, are really entertaining, there's none of that. Jewel of the Fates kind of tips into it with the under underlying story that they're fighting for Anakin. Yeah. If Qui-Gon wins, the future's different. That's yes. why it's called Jewel of the Fates. And Sam Witwer, who is a fantastic voice actor and he's voiced several Star Wars characters. He was in the Force Unleashed game. He's voiced Darth Maul. You know, he's voiced um, the Emperor in the Clone Wars and Rebels and the like. He had this really fantastic... Have you ever seen the episode of Rebels called Twin Sons? So basically Darth Maul and Obi-Wan have their final showdown in the desert. Maul's tortured and tormented and he seeks revenge. You know, he wants to go kill this guy who's ruined his life. And... um, he finds Obi-Wan in the desert. And Sam Witwer tells this amazing story about how the fight is set up and how it plays out, and it's just phenomenal. The fight goes for 30 seconds, not even. And most of that's them os- sizing each other up. Yeah. And Witwer goes through it, and he basically says, Obi-Wan, no, more ignites the lightsaber and they're going to fight. Obi-Wan ignites his, and he goes to the stance of Obi-Wan as a young man.
1: Yeah.
0: And then he realises, no, that's not me. And he goes to Obi-Wan as Alec Guinness. And then he realises, let's just see if something works here. And he goes to Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And this is in two seconds. He shapes up and then changes and changes. And then Maul goes, I know this, I've beaten this. Yeah. And he recognises, I've beaten this. So he tries to beat Obi-Wan the way he beat Qui-Gon. And Obi-Wan bluffs him and kills him. Yeah. And the fight's over. That is fucking perfect. Yeah. It is perfect storytelling. It is executed flawlessly. The stakes are clear. The drama isn't manufactured and everything ties into something else. And I just sat there watching Shang-Chi and I thought, your mother beat your father in the fight that we see at the start of the movie? Yeah. That should have been the journey to go for the old man to not realise why his mother, his wife beat him in their fight and not to recognize why now his son is going to do the same hubris ego and just have a have a nice fight have a really well choreographed kung fu showdown but none of these silly big dragon monsters and whatever the hell that creature that came out of the gate was i was like that would have been a far more satisfying moment of character growth Mm. look up like i said look up twin sons watch the fight it's on youtube yeah And then watch Sam Witwer explain it, and you just go, it is flawless. Mm. And it's just perfect. And I thought, I sat there, I watched the film, and I went, there's a really good scene to end this movie that's not this big.
1: Yeah. I guess they wanted something.
0: They feel it needs to be big.
1: Yeah. I guess that's since Infinity War and Endgame. They feel like if a movie doesn't have a big wow show... Yeah. No, that's fair.
0: But it's an interesting like I said, watch they're on YouTube and they're very good, really fascinating sort of insights and, and Whitware particularly his commentary after the fact. Perfect. Yeah. Um I'll give it a thumbs up. I still give it a thumbs up I still yep. enjoyed it. Yeah. But like I said, that first forty five minutes was really good.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, really good. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this is it's actually quite good, isn't it? Mm. I looked at the farm animals. One of them was asleep. And the other one was very loud. Yeah. And I just thought this is good, isn't it? Mm. Um, next cap off the rank for us. You might have seen this. This could be a shared pick mm. again. Black Widow. Yes. Black Widow. Yes.
1: I think that I a, saw that in between lockdowns.
0: Yeah, that was like a mid-lockdown movie. Yes. Um, we certainly yeah. got it in lockdown. Uh, Can't remember. Anyway. So yeah, interesting. Like, that film was meant to be out last year. Yep. Yeah. It was somewhat of a full stop for that character, while setting up Florence Pugh. Yes,
1: who brilliant,
0: fantastic, yep. um, and and the film is as much hers as it is Scarlett Johansson's yep. in setting her up moving forward. She's a, a really good addition to the MCU. Yep. Um, she was less of an unknown for me than Simu Liu, who obviously plays Shang Chi. But both of them, after seeing this, you go, yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, like they look to me, they work a lot better than Brie Larson does. Yeah, just immediately, you just go, yeah, they fit. Yeah, good. Um, I did think watching it, they've Marvel have reached a bit of a juncture. In? Just in the way that what they're doing. So for the first time in a long time, they kind of needed to be bold. They sort of needed to try something different. And maybe that's being unfair because Shang-Chi sort of is. It's an Eastern film.
1: Yeah, it's an all-action film. And
0: Eternals film. is, yeah. which I haven't seen yet. I might see no. that tomorrow. Um,
1: meant to be horrific.
0: See, I'm not, I've got no strong feelings about it either way yeah, in terms obviously. of going into it, but that's a different sort of movie, which is good. But Black Widow is just fine. Mm. It's, it's fine without being memorable. Yeah. It's not terribly interesting. No. Um, it doesn't surprise us.
1: I think it would have been great eight years ago.
0: It needed to be, you know what it needed to be? It needed to be a spiritual sequel to Winter Soldier. Yeah. It needed to be more Jason Bourne yeah. espionage. More mission an early Mission Impossible film, mm. which is just gritty, yeah. fast, spy game, espionage yeah. type stuff. Um, you know, it needed to be smaller, it needed to be like a really taut thriller. Mm. Yep. And it just wasn't like again, again. So the film ends with this big nonsensical fight on a sp- big floating yeah. I don't even know <laughs> what it is in the sky more about Star Wars later. It's really Empire Strikes Back, the whole thing. They go to the Cloud City. It's just, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I know you love Star Wars, but <laughs> I was sitting there at one point going, they didn't fucking go into Cloud City. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, again, the best scene of the movie was the opening action sequence when they're fleeing America. Yeah, It's a small, the stakes are real, sense of danger, sense of urgency, sense of reality as well. Mm. You know, and David Harbor's, you know, they're trying to get the plane taking off. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was great. I was sitting there going, It's good, it's a good start, and then it just becomes a bit of a mess, yeah, again, smaller scale, Didn't
1: mind when the two sisters are on the run, though, or like they were you know they' were after you know having their little fight in mm. in the uh safe house, which was again good, nice fine, little, yeah, again,
0: um, nice little scene,
1: just you know the little back and forth that they have and you know they could be really distant and not really know much about each other but it's like they're just picking it up again
0: totally there, there are elements of the film yeah. where where you can see the skeleton of a smaller movie yes and you're like that's that's at this stage you don't have to make no. a big end game a big avengers movie smaller movies personal stakes yeah just keep it wound in a little bit tighter we don't need the big thing in, like even for me again the film ends with the big you know, the Space station thingy crashing from the sky, Mm. and you're like, Ahsoka did this in the Clone Wars when she was like riding the ships down, and she was jumping from ship to ship, and you're like, seen this. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I get it, I get it, but I've we've seen this, scene Mm. and again, like Black Widow is just a woman; she's just a human being. Yeah. So having her like. Fall down, you know, she's like free falling through debris. Yeah. And you're like, I don't need this character to be doing this. No. It's a great spectacle, looks amazing. Yeah. But I don't need this character. She's got no superpowers other than just skill. Mm. I don't need her to be this. I don't need her to be a big superhero. No. But she can still be a really good character. Yes. In the right movie. Is this the right movie? Not sure.
1: No, I guess it was a movie that everyone was wanting. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a whole it's a place filler hole filler it's been done they don't have to do it again
0: totally yeah totally um like i thought it was it was okay in parts yeah um you can now watch it on disney plus for free yep yeah which is another story altogether scarjo not happy with that why oh she because they obviously when they went to a digital release oh yeah she yeah. had the back end yes. points and was yeah. probably stood to make big big money yeah which yeah. to be fair Understandable. Understandable, because yes. that's the point of the movie. Yes. For her, Disney probably should have done better yes. earlier in the negotiations to say, look, we aren't theatrically releasing it. Yeah. Can we come to a settlement yeah. of whatever the, the figure might be? Yep. <laughs> so disappointing, from her point too, to be the character for 10 years and feel like you're being kind of shortchanged on the way out.
1: Yeah.
0: And this movie for her is like a testimonial. Yeah. Now you have the big testimonial dinner or football match and you make mm-hmm. the money. It's like yep. probably it would have been easier just to do the right thing. Mm. But she got she got looked after. <laughs> um I don't think you saw this. This is my first solo pick. <laughs> right. uh, the story of late night. I like it how you're thinking, you're thinking, you're like you haven't seen this. What's it about? It's about uh, it's a six part documentary series from CNN about the history of late night talk shows. Okay, you definitely haven't seen. <laughs> um, I feel
1: uh, like there's a title um, with late night. in Yeah, it was I've a Mindy
0: though. Kaling and um, Emma Thompson movie. Hmm. Might have just been called Late Night. I don't know.
1: There's
0: I don't a know. movie called The Late Shift, which is a telly movie about uh, Leno and Letterman. Yeah, continue. Um, a really, really well done portrait of like the birth and the evolution of late night TV in America. So six-part doco series, told sort of decade by decade, um, and just charts the who and the how, this time slot which was not utilised at all, yeah. you know, way back when, NBC started the guy, the producer, um, they had a morning show called Today, and then he thought, why do we do a night called Tonight, a bookend at the end of the night, yep. which was basically just the Today show at night. at night. And then obviously by cult of personality and different hosts, how the show's... Evolved, not just the Tonight Show, but the landscape. Yeah, and it went from being something that no one did to one channel does to now, obviously, most of the channels in America will have a late night yes. talk show. Um So, from like Steve Allen to Jack Parr, that that's an interesting segment. He was like the most popular figure in media when he hosted the show, and he sensationally quit at the end of a like a broadcast. He just like quit on air mm. and disappeared for months and came back eventually, to Johnny Carson, you know, his rivals throughout the years, the war between Leno and Letterman, you know, the new comedy coming onto the scene slowly. They talk to all the relevant uh, people. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was similar to but not quite the same as uh, the comedy store, mm. which we spoke about earlier in the year or yeah. last year, whenever it was. Similar type thing about a similar-ish topic yeah. done differently, yes. but um, I really enjoyed it. Like, you know, six parts, like I said, well told, well put together, fascinating from a, an American uh, perspective, you know, our, we don't really do late night talk shows anymore, mm. haven't done for quite a while, probably since like Rove, mm. and even then Rove was only on once a week. Um, Adam
1: Hills does his,
0: what's that, Last Leg? Yeah. It's not bad. It's, like, it's okay, but over there it's an institution, yes. a late night TV, so um, the story of late night CNN doco, um, it's probably a download... I reckon mm. if people are interested in watching that, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Lovely.
1: What have you, what have you got for us? Um, let me get into my list. So, uh, one I watched uh, two, three weeks ago. It was, again, trusty old Netflix. I knew it. Trendy Netflix. I
0: um, knew it.
1: So, watched The Guilty. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. 2021 crime drama. Um, so it's Jake Gillenhall. Uh The Jill. The Jill. He's basically a uh he's a stood down cop working in a uh nine one one emergency room. So he's done something you find you find you f- spoilers. You find this out, but he's done something to be stood down or like badge handed in sorta of, um vibe. You can you can't Work as a cop, but you can do this whilst we sort out what you've done. Turns out he ended up killing someone accidentally. That person's got nothing to do with this next thing, but he's um, got Ethan Hawke voicing um, his sergeant um, that, that he had in a couple uh, – Paul Dano?
0: Yeah, he's the Riddler.
1: Yeah. so He's got um, – he's a voice in it as well. He's basically – he follows this one guy in a call centre and he's going around trying to figure out what's going on. This
0: sounds not too dissimilar. <clears throat> not really terribly similar, but not too far away from... Do you ever see the Colin Farrell movie Phone Booth? No. So that film was directed by Joel Schumacher. It was like a 2003, thousand and ish Right. And it was like an 80-minute movie. It was perfect. Right. And basically, Colin Farrell was in this phone booth and on the other line was his killer, Keith Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And he was this disembodied voice and you yeah. never saw him and yeah. sort of thing. And it was just this really interesting, well-done thriller that just yeah. played out in one location sort of yeah. thing. and yeah. Sort of sounds not too dissimilar to yeah, no, that.
1: Yeah, quite similar. Um, but basically the premise is that he gets this call, he gets a bunch of calls, he goes, yep, yeah, 911, how can I help? This person's, you know, broken his foot on a bike. He's like, yeah, no worries, ambulance, ambulance. He doesn't care, he's really... <laughs> he's fucking. like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and then he's like, hello, 911, and then this chick calls, she's like whimpering on the phone. She can hear... He can hear her partner speaking as well and he goes, hey, hello, hello and then she's like... She just replies and then he's like... He kind of catches himself off guard because the person's not talking and then he basically comes to the conclusion in within 10 seconds, oh, this woman's being abducted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Long story short, the woman is crazy. <laughs> she's... The woman's killed her child. Her other child is just laying in the cot with the dead kid in the in the next room. Ugh.
0: You don't see this, do you?
1: No. You don't, you don't see anything. The dad is taking her... is taking his partner to a mental institution. And then... But during the whole thing, Jake Gyllenhaal still thinks this woman's been abducted. So he's basically instructing this woman... To attempt to kill the abductee.
0: Oh no. That's the husband trying to get it to the n- Oh dear. And
1: You're all, not he, helping yeah. Jake. And he figures all this out at the end and then he turns it's like, out. oh
0: the old collar pull.
1: So he's gone to he's gone to um he's going to court because he accidentally shot someone a couple months ago.
0: And incited a woman to kill someone. And then else.
1: he's just incited a woman to beat this man with a brick. Oh no. Because he's in there in the back of a pickup van or Does
0: whatever. she beat him to That's death? It.
1: Beats him very, very, very badly. Oh! And then she's gone to this mental institution. She's killed a kid. He's been this dad's been wrongly accused, and it's just that like you're sitting there going, "Oh no, this has happened. Oh my god, no! He mucked it up. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a, it's just like a blood pumping drama." Jake,
0: you're not helping.
1: And yeah, um, he's just.
0: It's an interesting choice for like a protagonist, like the lead of the movie, to be an incredibly unhelpful person. Yeah, it's and an the, interesting angle. Yeah,
1: it's funny though the trailer. Makes it out like you're going to see him go out and try and find this person and whatever. But he's literally just like on the phone the whole time. It was
0: a classic lockdown movie, which yeah. they shot in one set.
1: Yeah. Oh, it would have been so easy to shoot.
0: Like the Jason Statham bake robbery movie, Wrath of Man. Yeah. Which was shot in just a big warehouse. <laughs> just,
1: it was, you know, it's, 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 it's a movie. It's a filler. It's one that, you know, your dad will put on at night when mum's going to bed and just... No, it's a movie I can go on it. Like you're not it's a classic shitty male movie.
0: And the, this is the like the the wrap up is like it was alright.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like I'm not gonna write yeah, home I'm not gonna write home about it. It doesn't need to be more than that. No. It's fine. But if you want if you know, if you want your heart rate to go up a little bit, um without having to move and without having to, you know, adjust to certain sets or what not, like just put it on
0: if you like movies shot in a call center.
1: Yeah. Put it this on. is it. I'll, I'll allow a girlfriend to flick in this movie. There's not. On you know. Yeah, you don't really have to. If you're on the, if you're not, if you're not concentrating for half an hour, you're going to lose what's happening. But you can pick it up a couple of minutes Easily, yeah. yeah I get
0: you. I get you. So, so yeah, I'm...
1: like a you know a six okay. out of ten. Okay. Five five and a half. Not going to quite Call, it a, home call it a five. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> call it a four and a half, maybe. <laughs> maybe a three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've thought about it. So yeah, two and a half. So
1: that one is called uh, the the guilty. Clever,
0: because who's the title referring to? Exactly mm, works on a number of levels. My yeah. next pick, you might have seen this. Well, this could be yet another joint selection. Jungle Cruise. Yes, I have seen that. Did you watch it with the subtitles? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I made the mistake of watching it initially with no subtitles. <laughs> uh, left out a very very important plot element, yes. which made no sense at the time. Yes, difficult to follow. Um, how do I say this? I'm I'm not going to bury the lead. I don't think the film quite lands where it wants to. I Mm. don't think, you know, ambition and execution don't quite marry up when all's said and done. When the film finishes and the credits roll, I don't think they quite made the movie they set out to make. Um... It is still a fun enough family film, but I just thought they were trying to make... It's incredible how close to The Mummy, the 1999 Brendan Fraser film it is. Yeah. I can basically plagiarism. Just change a few... Put it in your own words. Yeah. Um, and it's a throwback. It's a throwback to a very specific genre of films and a very specific, um, you know, style of filmmaking that comes and goes. Yep. So every 20-odd years you get these Romancing the Stone, The Mummy... Indiana Jones in that window yep. with Romancing yep. the Stone you get those you know the old Johnny Weissmuller Tarzan and the African yeah, yeah. Queen and um, stuff like that a lot of Star Wars in there as well the, the, the Tiger or whatever it is is basically Chewbacca <laughs> and his ship is yeah. the Millennium Falcon I'm like oh, another yeah. Star Wars yep. um, and I love Star Wars so I can appreciate it being the Rosetta Stone yep. but look there's a reliable very archetypal structure to these stories um, the strong man Joined yes. by the capable and intelligent woman, I love her. She's fantastic. So much. She's, she's
1: one of my favourite actresses. I was going to say women, but <laughs>
0: that well. I, do, I do have a partner. No, no. Look, Emily Blunt. She's she's outstanding. <laughs> she's, yeah, um, and she can do pretty much everything very well. Yeah. Um, and look, no one is bad in this movie.
1: No, Jack Whitehall's
0: character is hilarious. Jack Whitehall's character is completely redundant. He's yes. just Jonathan from the mummy. Correct. He's completely he could be written out of the movie and you wouldn't even notice he's gone. Yeah.
1: But then like he doesn't do he doesn't do anything to like ruin it. He's like what he provides is funny, but then it's like yeah,
0: like controversial will more passive uh, more passive progressive stuff from Disney though. Yes. Yes. So his character is revealed to be gay, yeah. which is he's played a little bit foppish. Yes. So it's not a shock when that revelation no. comes but it is put in the film in such a way that they could cut it out if it was to air in China yes. or somewhere so you are yes. kind of like don't just dip a toe in guys if you got to mm. if this is really important for the film and the character make it important mm. don't just token tokenistically tick a box and yeah. and say there's a gay character in this film because you're just going to take out the confirmation they of that you
1: probably get cancelled for not putting an actual gay person and you're like
0: it's just like <laughs> i get, i don't i don't care if he's if, if the uh, I don't know what the character's name is. I don't care if the character's gay. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um. But make it matter. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think the film really does that. It's just Disney have been doing that a bit lately. They yeah. had a, a similar thing in um, The Rise of Skywalker where they cut a, a, a kiss between two women out in several markets that would deem it problematic. Yeah. And you're going, it's not really making a statement if you're doing that. Yeah, I
1: remember watching it going, oh, you know enjoyable. Really, um, cool. really great movie and then that happened. He's like, not that I'm against but it's like not needed.
0: Sticks out a bit. Yeah. I thought uh, James Newton Howard did the score, outstanding score. Yeah. Really, really liked it. They did the Metallica Nothing Else Matters in a beautiful sort of or Spanish orchestral style which was fantastic. Uh, it was sort of warm, it was rollicking, it was exactly what it needed to be. The score was maybe the best part of the movie mm. to be brutally honest. Mm. Um, had a bit of old world about it. Um, yeah, look, it's... It's okay, particularly now that it's on Disney Plus and you can just stream it. Um, It's not bad. Don't mind it. Again, I didn't love it.
1: It's not going to be one you write home about.
0: No. And I I, I sort of liked a little bit of the lore where they did the flashbacks and they explained who the Rock's character was and what he was doing there and all that. I I sort of liked that. Very Pirates of the Caribbean at times. Uh, Again, not. Quite as well done as Pirates of the Caribbean, um, but but that fine. That is a
1: good score. Oof.
0: It is a good score, Hans Zimmer. So good. Very good score. You, you've seen this. Did you give it a thumbs up?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, super strong thumbs up or two thumbs up, but uh, a thumbs up. Okay. Paul Giamatti, he's a bit washed up, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he just pops up here and there now. Nowadays. Doesn't do a whole lot.
1: I wonder how much he's worth. Where his money is?
0: Got a lot of um, big fat liar money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> um, my next pick is a an album. Um, someone who is poor. I guess you could call them a conservative's worst nightmare. A gay black rapper. Oh no. So it goes by the name Lil Nas X.
0: I've heard of Little Nars-esque. Old Town.
1: Mister Old Town Road. Yes. Um, so he released a. Jeez, what's the album actually called? Stand by. Um, the album is called Montero. Uh, and the Montero song was the one that got a bit of backlash about. He was like Satan, and he was twerking on Satan. Do you of course. remember hearing about that? Um, he, was, he also did like Nike had a collab. Not, it wasn't a collab. He, Made some shoes that were Nikes, and he put like animal blood in them, and that was like the you know the devil. This might
0: shock you to know. Will this has completely (laughs) passed me by all of this news.
1: Anyway, he released uh, his first proper. um, Pretty sure it's his first proper album. I really don't know a lot of. I just knew that came out. It was brilliant. Um, Yeah, he has an EP um, from two years ago.
0: What's this album called?
1: Montero, after the song, which was him twerking on Satan.
0: Is there an I in Montero or no I?
1: M-O-N-T-E-R-O. Yep. Um, and as of right now, I've got one, two, three, four, five songs from the album. So How eight, many songs again, are on the album? Fifteen.
0: That's a lot of songs.
1: That's right. Just, mm.
0: just released ten good ones.
1: So I'm just, That's just a whole w- wad of music anyway. Oh, ten good ones for rap songs,
0: but just put effort into making ten really good tracks on the album.
1: Yeah,
0: and then release bonus tracks to you know fill it out that way.
1: Um, so he's really tapping into a market that is well diluted, but he's found his niche. Mm-hmm. not a whole. I actually don't think there's another publicly gay rapper in the game. Um, but uh, he, it's funny. I found a found a TikTok the other week of him. Uh, someone reposted it. He put it on Snapchat or Instagram. And Tim, the day that he, the night that he released Old Town Road, he goes, he's you know sitting in his sitting in his apartment, eating cold pizza or whatever. I'm going, hey, I just you know just released Old Town Road. It's got you know thousand plays, a couple hundred downloads. Um, you know YouTube, it's got fifteen hundred views. Um, and then it fast, fast forwards to. Twenty Twenty One, and this guy could get a collab with anyone and everyone he wanted. He's on fire.
0: Love to have him on the show.
1: <laughs> he, he won't come on the show. Damn it! Um, but uh, yeah, and one of his uh, one of he's got a collab with Elton John. Elton John's just collabing with anyone. He's collabing with Dua Lipa as well. Um, that that is a good song, catchy. Is
0: that the remix of his. Gonna be yeah. yeah, a yeah. Long um,
1: don't know, but that what did they call it though? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, in like one of his most recent video clips, Jesus, you've like fully shaved your head, haven't you? Oh. Um, sorry for that. <laughs> Sean just readjusted his hat. Um, and I don't think I've ever really seen him with a shaved head, so that was interesting. Um, are you going for? I guess what you wanted to part with I.I. Netman. No. No.
0: I've just conceded defeat, Will. Let's <laughs> happened if we want to put too fine a point on it.
1: Um, but, like, one of his most recent video clips is him in jail. Um, he's, he's It's called, I don't know why it's called Industry Baby, but the music video is set in jail, and he's basically, the like, the king of this jail. It's, it's a big gay jail. And one of the scenes in the... One Jails of the scenes, don't really have monarchs, no, though, do they? One of the scenes in the music video is, like, it's all blurred out, but there's a bunch of gay, naked men... All twerking and dancing, and it, like people with the conservatives would absolutely lose their shit. And then they're in the yard; they're all like stomping around, doing very, very lewd dances, mm. um, all in you know pink uh, overalls or whatever. And
0: it's the prison's own fault.
1: Yes, really. Um, and then you know there's, it's, it's anyway his album, Montero, released this year. If you like hip hop, catchy. Um again, it's not I've got the five songs out of the album.
0: What's your pick? What's your pick of the songs?
1: My songs would be in Industry Baby, not cuz of the music video, <laughs> but the song um and the featured artist Jack Harlow. Um I enjoy that thoroughly. Um and there's another one called That's What I Want. Uh, the one of the starting lyrics is um, need a boy who can cuddle with me all night. Simple enough. The lyrics don't really care for again rap music. I listen to for the beat, the tempo, the uh, just the vibe. Um, yeah, Montero, Lil Nas X couldn't uh, couldn't say a bad thing about it. Okay, but you know, again, it's not the best thing of the year. Could be a smoky for album of the year. Very very smoky of uh, sorry rap album of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. You talking about the Grammys?
1: <sighs> yes, uh, just by the way that they usually.
0: I like to Op- recognise that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, operate the show. All right, um, so give me a thumbs up. Yeah, Montero, little nice X.
0: Good stuff. Well, and boy. I'll do, I think what we'll do is I'll do an album as well. Yeah. And then we'll have, we'll call this part one. Yes. And then we'll do the next lot. Yes. So we'll probably put the episodes up at the same time. Correct. But um, <laughs> we'll just do this as part one, because otherwise it'll be a long one.
1: And uh, Sean, Sean will probably forget to put it up next week if we do want to do like a week, a weekly Watch list.
0: No, I'll just probably put them up at the same time, (laughs) because it makes more sense. (laughs) Uh, The Killers released a new album, Will, called Pressure Machine. Right. That came out however long ago. We're in lockdown. All the days went together. It's not important. Mm -hmm. Now, first things first. I listened to a chat that this was before the album came out, and it was a chat from last October, October of 2020, where... Brandon Flowers uh, spoke with Bruce Springsteen on Springsteen's, I think it's called, like, i, I Heart Radio. He's got, like, an Apple music show yeah, where he interviews people. Mark Hoppus has got one, which is really fun, called After School Radio yeah. as well, where basically they'll interview, say, Mark had Tom DeLonge on, yeah. and they play, like, Blink-182 songs or From the Family Tree, like yeah. Angels and Airwaves or yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxcar Racer or plus 44, and the transplants, et cetera. So Springsteen had Brandon on, and they just had a chat about music. And that in and of itself was really good. It was a really fun interview. It was a really good chat. But really interestingly was that they spoke about how he, Springsteen, did um, Born to Run, maybe, Born in the USA, one of these big, big, big stadium albums, huge hit, massive rock, big sound. Yeah. And then, not long after that, he released an album called Nebraska, which is very stripped back. Yeah. R- couldn't be further away from that style. Probably tanked. No, like when I write And it, it's still regarded well, but it's not the big album, yeah. the big studio album. It's just not that because Springsteen spoke about how for every big album, he feels like he needs to uncoil with a smaller album. Right. So I'm writing these particular songs, which are this particular way. Yep. Yeah but I also want to stretch my creative muscles by doing songs that are the other way yep. and still very much in his style. So a smaller record, more intimate sounding, songs that have been just rattling around for a long time and it's not an, and it's never going to be as commercial. And it actually reminded me too of Damien Chazelle, who's an Academy Award winning um, director. So he did La La Land, big film, big production, yep. lots of choreography, lots of set-ups really meticulous filmmaking process takes a lot of time to get it right to edit it everything the film he did after that was first man with uh, the gemini project of yes. course as we've <laughs> spoken about in the past oh, yeah. but the but first man is a completely different movie lighting setups uh-huh. camera works no dolly work no tracks yeah. very very intimate completely different and i thought that's the same creative process is that Damien Chazelle's attitude is, I've just done this incredibly demanding process. I need to do something that's just a bit more run and gun. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, the Killers do Imploding the Mirage, which is a really typical Killers studio album, which was good, had some big, really good tracks on it. Then they do this. And it was a really fun exercise to kind of hear that interview and then not long after go, that's what he's done. He's gone and done a Nebraska and he's written about he, – they did a little video, which was great, where he spoke about wanting to sort of write about what he knows. And he writes very personal songs about a very personal part of America and a personal way of life, mm. um, which was really, really interesting and really well done. You know, they did Hot Fuss 17 years ago now. And then the film the, – that the record they did after Hot Fuss was Samstown, which, again, was a completely different sound. Mm. So this isn't a new thing. Just in terms of scale, it's a new thing, perhaps. But, look, I, I really loved it. I thought it was a really, really great album. I'm always a fan of when Brandon goes and tells stories yeah. and gets really narrative. Mm. Um, I love In Another Life's a great track. Pressure Machine's brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, Quiet Town. There's a lot of really sombre, really kind of melancholy songs, but yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Um, as, obviously, a fan, I was always going to, but yeah. uh, a great, great record. Um, big thumbs up for me. Nice. Do we want to wrap up now? Episode one, part one.
1: Sure. So we'll we'll bid you adieu. For to you and, you and you.
0: Until you maybe continue listening to the next episode, which should be up momentarily. Just cue it. Just cue it. Um, but we'll be back obviously to discuss sort of part two of our weekly watch list twenty twenty one catch up. Yes. Which I've just named this episode <laughs> and its <a> sequel. <laughs> so episode two will start with the name of the episode. But thank you. Uh, do continue listening on part two, uh, which will be up just next.
1: Yeah